everybody. This is Mark. Welcome back to another episode of this Four Pastors podcast. Today, I'm going to finish up this uh, theme that we've been on this week. Thank God, someone says. We're going to finish up this theme about making forward progress, things that are holding us back. And I want to talk to you about something that I got out of my Bible reading in this last week and ask this question. Have you ever wondered what it would be like just to start the year over? Have you ever said, can't I start this day over? What about this month over? I'd love to start this year over. I'd like to start my life over. Have you ever said any of those things? I have. Well, there's actually a concept fairly similar to that found right in scripture. And I think in there is a great idea for making forward progress when we've gone through some difficult stuff or found ourselves stuck for any length of time. So we're gonna look at that today, starting the year over. Is it even possible? I say, sorta. And that's what we're going to talk about on this episode of this Poor Pastors podcast coming your way in just one moment. Hold, please. Well, it is Saturday when this episode is going out. I don't know what day you're uh, listening to it on. I'm actually going to work at no longer saying what day of the week it is because I'm trying to create evergreen content. And evergreen content needs to be uh, as much as possible independent of time and current events. So uh, I'm going to try. But it's a habit of mine. And especially as I've been counting down the number of episodes that I've done, this would be episode 21, I think, so far this year. 21 days of a daily podcast with the uh, with the exception that I haven't done them on Sundays. So this is right now huh, so much for evergreen. Uh, but this is an experiment. I'm recording this on January the 26th. And I didn't start on January 1 with this, but I've had a couple of Sundays that I haven't done episodes. I'm trying to kind of honor that Sabbath rest kind of idea. So six days a week, I'm laboring on this podcast and I'm enjoying it. And I'm hoping that you are as well. I'm sitting here in my office with my glass coffee mug, clear glass coffee mug, sipping a beautifully hot latte made with almond milk and one shot of espresso. I made it myself in an espresso machine, bought for me or purchased for me by my wife for Christmas. And it's, uh, oh man, I'm just, it's one of those ones, I, it does a single shot or a double shot. I can steam the milk. It's got the steam wand on the side and oh, it is so cool. I love it. And it makes me drink way more coffee than I probably should. But it's cold and it's rainy here today and there was ice on the roads. And so I made myself this uh, latte before coming over to record today's episode for you. I am currently reading through the Bible on the historical plan, which is slightly different than the chronological Bible reading plan. And I won't go into all the ways that it's different, but it is slightly different. But all the Bible reading plans, like chronological or through the Bible or historical, you always start in Genesis, Exodus, and Leviticus. You're not going to get anywhere until you get out of the first five books of Moses. So I am in the book of Exodus. I'm going to be done with the book of Exodus by the end of January. That's how this plan works. By the end of January, you finish the final chapter of Exodus. And so I'm reading about three chapters a day. 
And I try to take some time to uh, to listen uh, as I'm reading as I'm reading the scripture. Uh, I actually use a method. I've been using a method this year in my Bible reading that I learned from Tyler Statton, um, and he is um, the pastor of the church where Tim Mackey uh, attends, and um, Tim Mackey of the Bible Project. And Tyler has a lot to say about prayer and daily prayer rhythms and reading the Bible. And I heard him say uh, that what he tries to do is he gets with his coffee or his tea. I'm not sure which he drinks. And he sits in the morning and he just sits for about 10 minutes before he even reads the Bible and just kind of meditates on God and, and invites God into his uh, into his space. Now, I know God is everywhere, but there is something about coming into the presence of of God and inviting God into your presence, even if it's just a mental thing uh, to structure your mindset. And so I do, I get my coffee and I sit down and I open up my Bible and, and then I just say something like, Lord, I just want to spend this time with you and focus my mind and my heart on you and ask the Holy Spirit to, to help open my eyes. The psalmist said, open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. I don't quote that necessarily, but that's in my mind. And I sit for about 10 minutes and I think about God. I think about my relationship with him, uh, what he's doing in our church. I just focus on an attribute of God or some way that he's worked in my life. I don't try to get too structured and I just focus on it. And then I, then I open the Bible and I read, I read the passage that's in front of me. And then at the end of that, I close my Bible and I, and I spend some time in prayer and following uh, the recommendation. Uh, I'm going to do this for a time from Tyler. I start by saying, Lord, today I hear you saying to me. And what I mean is, uh, here's what I'm hearing you say in your word because that is one of the primary ways God speaks to us, is it not? Through the Bible, through the written text. And, um, and God has something to say to us in both Old and New Testament. And so that's been really, really helpful. And it's been especially beneficial going through passages that are otherwise uh, difficult, the genealogies, the instructions for the construction of the tabernacle, and so on and so forth. I got to Exodus chapter number 12 um, last week. And I read this in Exodus chapter number 12, beginning in verse number one. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month ye shall take them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if a house be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to unto his house take it according to the number of the souls, every man according to his eating, blah, 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 blah. But this is the instruction for the Passover. And we've read this so many times. I know I have. So I don't mean any disrespect by the blah, 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 blah. I'm just saying as it continues. But I went back as I was saying, Lord, today I hear you saying to me, and I paused and I thought, I don't hear you saying anything to me in this. I mean, these instructions for the Passover, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to resist the urge to just say, well, it's about Jesus, it's about Jesus, and this is about looking forward to the cross or anything like that. It would have been the simple way. I'm not saying it's wrong necessarily. I'm just saying it would have been the simple way. I said, Lord, what are you trying to say to me in this passage? It wasn't written to me. It was written to people in a whole different context. But all scripture is written is by inspiration of God, and it's profitable. Whatever things were written before time, they're written for our learning. So, Lord, what do you want me to learn from this? What are you saying to me? 
And as I sat, I came back to those first couple of verses, and I'll read them again. The Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt. So they haven't left Egypt yet, right? They're, they're getting ready to go. The plagues are almost coming to a conclusion, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. And I said, hold on a second. God's just totally rearranging the calendar. For 430 years, approximately, the children of Israel have been in Egypt on Egypt's calendar. They have an entire history. Almost the entire history of their nation has taken place in Egypt. You have Abraham, then Isaac, then Jacob. And uh, from, for the years Jacob uh, live, lived in Egypt before he died, coming, coming down there and spending some time with Joseph before he died, other than Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, really the birth of a nation, if you will, the womb of Israel is Egypt. And their entire gestation period has taken place in the, in the land of Egypt. And they've, they've had a long history. And they have marked all kinds of events based on the calendar that was available to them in the land of Egypt. 430 years they've been there. And now God says, this month, right now, we're restarting the time calendar. For you, this month is going to be the first month of the year. I mean, that's pretty incredible, really, when you think about it. Because have you ever said to yourself, I would love, I wish I could just start this whole year over. God's literally like, we're going to start the year over, like right here. And it's interesting that God starts the year, starts the year for Israel and with a commemoration of a Passover feast that they would do year after year after year. The beginning of their year was a commemoration of their redemption, of what God did in bringing them out of bondage. Now, they were supposed to remember some things about their past. For example, they were supposed to remember, in a few chapters from now, they're going to be told, don't oppress strangers when they come into your land, because remember, you also were a stranger. It wasn't about forgetting their past, necessarily. It was about moving forward from here. Your entire life is going to be scheduled around this beginning. And the beginning is your redemption. The beginning is your deliverance. And this is why so often in the Old and New Testament, you see the people of, you, you see messengers of God starting their message with our fathers brought our, you know, our, our, God brought our fathers out of Egypt. That was the beginning. Like this is where our history stems from. Whatever happened prior to this was not unimportant, but who we are is defined by how we celebrate and what our special days are and the beginning of our month, the beginning of the year. Time begins now. Everything before this is done away with. It's really incredible. I can hear echoes here of the Apostle Paul saying, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. There's something about redemption. There's something about deliverance. There's something about forward progress that requires a new beginning. There's a lot of people that want to spend way too much time in the past. And they wonder why they cannot ex live in the deliverance and live in the healing and wholeness that Christ has promised. And, and the people of Israel weren't supposed to think about going back into Egypt. Their entire calendar year was about their coming out. It was about the exodus, which means the coming out or the way out. Exodus means the way out. Inhudus would have meant, um, would have meant uh, the way in, but it was Exodus. It means the way out. 
That's what it was all about. Now, that's not necessarily the Hebrew name. I'm not going to get into all of that. But my point is, Exodus means the way out. And their calendar started over in chapter number 12. Chapter number 12. Ironically, their nation, I think it's Genesis 12, where we have the story of Abraham. And it's Exodus chapter 12, where we have the beginning of the nation, uh, the beginning of their calendar. Everything starts from there. And almost all of the feasts that the children of Israel celebrated to mark the passing of time were feasts commemorating what God has done. And see, that's, if you want to look back, if you want to move forward by looking back, I would encourage you to restructure your life and the things that you remember and the rhythm of your life, not based on what happened in the 430 years prior to this, but based on the moment when God redeemed you, based on the moment when God delivered you. Let that be the beginning. You know, one of the things that makes that makes redemption so difficult in our society is that there is no willingness for people to forget the past. Somebody that goes to prison and comes out of prison, what are they called for the rest of their life? When they're in prison, they're called a convict. When they come out of prison, what are they called? An ex-con. And I wish ex-con meant no longer a con, but it's just a way for the world to keep reminding them. One of many ways that the world keeps reminding them, society reminds them of who they were, so they can never be anything else because we never let them be anything other than what they are. And this is why I challenge people so much to not allow your past to define you. It wasn't as important what happened to Israel in those 430 years. The pivotal thing that God constantly wanted to draw the attention of Israel back to was this. I brought you out. I delivered you. I redeemed you. For as much as you know, Peter said that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold received, uh, vain, vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, you were redeemed, you were purchased. That's the beginning of your story. That's the beginning of your story. You say, well, I got saved as a child, but then bad things happened to me afterwards. Yeah, bad things happened to the children of Israel too. But it was always, God wanted the things that marked their forward progress to be times of deliverance, not, not dwelling on what the mistakes that they made or the things that were done to them, but the mighty power of God in their life. I want to challenge you as you're struggling or thinking about moving forward in your life. I want to challenge you to sit down and essentially start the calendar over by, by the, the points in your story, not where bad things happened, but where you saw God. Where was God in that? How did God step in and deliver? No matter how dark the night was, when did the light start to shine? Let those be the things that you focus on. Let those be the things that you that you dwell on and that you meditate on. Start the calendar over. This month shall be the beginning of months for you. Wait a second. This is the fourth month of the year. We can't just start time over again. We can't just go back, can we? God said, we're going to start the whole calendar over again. And your life starts from this point. Your entire life will be centered around this event. Redemption and new life and deliverance through me. I think that's worth thinking about. 
It's the last thing I want to say to you on this topic. Next week, we'll be, we'll be carrying another topic throughout the week. But this week, I just wanted to end with that in mind. I want you to think about sitting down and making a list, not of all the bad things that have happened to you in your life, because the story of Israel is one bad thing after another. But ironically, that's not what God wanted them to remember. What God wanted them to remember was the deliverance his miracles. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. How God judged the wicked, how God delivered the innocent, how God came to the aid of the, of the, of the widow and the oppressed and the fatherless. And God has come to your aid many, many times, but some of us are having trouble moving forward because we are intent on, re- on remembering that we were slaves instead of of starting our identity with the fact that we are slaves no longer. And we're not ex-cons. We are the people of God. We start it from the deliverance. We start it from redemption. We start it from Passover. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things will become new. And this will forever be a part of our story when in the new creation, the former things will finally and ultimately be wiped away. And we're going to go into eternity with a clean slate, rejoicing in the deliverance and redemption of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you to start doing that now. Center your life around the high points of God's deliverance instead of the low points of your pain. And I think it will make a difference. In fact, I'm sure it will. We can't literally start the calendar over like God does in Genesis chapter or Exodus chapter 12. But we can restructure our thinking by looking for the point where God stepped into the story. Look for him, I promise you he was there. And begin making a list and choosing to focus our identity on God's great love for us in delivering us out of the darkness rather than feasting on the darkness. I hope that helps. Thank you so much for listening this week. God bless you. Please share this episode with someone that you think might be benefited from it. As always, reach out, thispoorpastor at gmail.com or text me 910-265-7297. And I'll see you in a couple days with another episode of This Poor Pastor's Podcast. Bye now. Bye now.